This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, May 3rd edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're getting closer to the start of Dirty Birds Baseball in Charleston. And to get us updated on everything we need to know about how the Dirty Birds have been doing so far and what you can expect when the home opener takes place is Director of Marketing. I, I got to come up with a a fun short name because her full title is manager of marketing entertainment and media relations she is eden douglas we got to shorten that title eden we need to work on i know and it comes with a lot of responsibility too (laughs) it's like okay uh in lieu of pay we'll just add another title to your title yeah i feel like i have three job titles but i also do a million other things mixed in with with those three so i do a little bit of baseball ops i do a little bit of stadium ops and we're going to keep with those three but i'll leave it as i do a lot of other things too all right eden douglas director of marketing is what i'm calling her this hour and we're getting closer we're getting closer to the home opener on may 9th this has not been a yeah, yeah this has not been an easy trip to this date because you're not just sitting back in an empty stadium waiting for baseball to begin. Uh, Go-Mart Ballpark has been host to a lot of events. you got high school baseball going on right now. Yeah, the Mountain State Athletic Conference tournament's going on. But, I mean, on top of that, we've had banana ball the week uh, two weeks ago. We've had um, all of West Virginia Tech home games. We've hosted all of those. We have hosted majority of Marshall home games. Um, and we actually close those up this weekend. And then on top of our home opener next Tuesday, on Wednesday, the 10th, we start the Mountain East Conference Tournament. So there will be triple headers at the ballpark every day next week, starting on Wednesday. So we are definitely busy. It is nonstop at GoMart Ballpark. And it's, it's awesome to see people get to experience the ballpark before the Dirty Birds start in town. But it causes a lot of stress on us, but honestly, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it only benefits us even more. And when these guys get in town, they've networked with other people and they're doing lessons at the ballpark with kids. And it's just overall been a huge, huge thing for, for the Dirty Birds organization, but also for the city of Charleston. Has it been helpful to have all these outside events, knowing that there are some policies that have changed at the ballpark, going cashless for one Have you found that everything's starting to run smooth, so if someone's coming up for their first Dirty Birds game of the year, that they're going to have no problem? Yeah, that's actually helped a lot. Um, The first game that we decided to go cashless was the Marshall WU game, which was the largest attendance that we've seen at that ballpark since 2005. Um, over 5,000 people there and it was absolutely crazy and everyone was worried about the cash list but we needed to start it at a big event like that so we were 100% prepared for the Dirty Birds games but honestly we haven't ran into any issues we have a new business manager who is absolutely the best his name is Ben Blum and he has been on top of everything making sure all the internet access is open making sure everyone needs uh, to have what they have. And we haven't ran into any issues with all these extra events, and our staff is definitely on top of it. Our front office is all hands on deck all the time, and we are definitely prepared and are excited to get these guys back home and in town after a 10-day road trip. Oh, I'm sure they're ready to go. Uh, And staying with uh, just, you know, all the events that have been happening at the ballpark, have you found it really easy with different groups coming in? For example, with the high school game, maybe somebody didn't know that the ballpark was cashless. So you've got stuff in place that if someone, maybe not listening to this show, but someone comes up for a ball game, they maybe run into this for the first time. You've got ways to help them out. 
Oh yeah, for sure. We we constantly keep people updated on our social media because there's plenty of questions. Um, people message our website all the time, so we're always open to communication. And then there are also signs posted all over the ballpark to let you know what we accept and what we don't accept. And then there's the option to get a cash card. So if you say that I'm not going to use my debit card and I want to only pay with cash, that's totally fine. You bring us your cash and we will hand you a Dirty Birds cash card, which is basically a gift card. And that card is yours to keep as long as you want and you can reload money on it with us or you can redeem the balance off of it and we'll give you your cash back so that's also another option we have which is really great because there are a lot of people who don't want to pay with a debit card or a credit card or with apple pay um so we give them we're giving them the option to use that cash card which is definitely beneficial dirty birds opening up the season at home it's going to be sooner than you think it's may 9th Joining us on the program, Director of Marketing for the Dirty Birds, Eden Douglas, and how the team look on the uh, on the start of the road trip. They uh, they won their opening day game five to three. How have you uh, how you feel about the team so far as they progress on the road? You know, we actually have only played two games, so we had a three game series in Staten Island starting on April twenty eighth, and the weather was not our friend that weekend. Um, so we played opening night on April twenty eighth and won five to three, and the guys looked really good. Um, our pitching is pretty well pretty well staffed, and then our uh, our infielders are solid, outfielders are solid. Billy Horn, our manager, has done an incredible job with recruiting these guys. We've got six guys who have MLB experience, which is definitely awesome, and a lot of well-known names. And uh, so we've only played one game. We played another game last night. So we've only played two games total so far. That's supposed, this is supposed to be our fifth game tonight, but we'll actually only be our third uh, against High Point. We did not perform so well last night against High Point, but we're looking to come out on top tonight for sure. Okay, I know um, I know the rule usually is we don't talk about the losses on the show, so we don't talk about the losses. Yeah, let's not talk about it, and last night was not great, so I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> hey, opening day, 5-3 win. Yes. Three-game series against the Rockers in High Point, and then uh, you're heading to Southern Maryland. Not you, but the team's heading to Southern Maryland. Three-game series after the Rockers finally coming back home for the ninth the weather's going to look good, right? We've already consulted Spencer Atkins at Channel 13. The weather's good, right? Good. I hope so. I hope so. For some reason, it feels like it always rains on our home opener, and I am praying that it does not rain this year because we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, let's talk about that. Half-price beer, that's always a favorite. Buy one, get one hot dog on Tuesday along with baseball bingo for maybe the uninitiated we need to explain baseball bingo again and how that keeps a lot of people into the game well past maybe the third, fourth, fifth inning. Yeah, so we have um, every Tuesday is baseball bingo, and that is presented by AARP of West Virginia. It's a little different. Um, it's a little fun. I, I like playing it, even though I don't really have the time to. I like doing it because it keeps me involved in the game. But any scenario you can think of that happens on the field, that is a bingo. So if there is a line drive to the third baseman and it he catches it, that's considered a flyout. So then we would announce bingo alert, and you would mark it on your card. And every person that enters the gates gets a bingo card, a bingo key, and a bingo marker so they can keep track. And then for about until about the fifth or sixth inning, depending on what prizes we have and stuff, is whenever we'll call it quits for bingo. But we have a lot of good prizes, a lot of discounts on meals, some gift cards, 
some gift certificates. So once you get bingo, you go to Spain Assistance Center, and they'll give you your prize, and it's super fun. There are so many kids that get so involved with baseball bingo. We have to keep it for forever because I love it myself. You know, back in the day, back in the olden days, people would just keep a stat book. Yeah, they still do. There are still people that come and keep their own book. <laughs> so we're talking about the Toastman, right? You mean, he, he keeps his own book while he's cooking cooking up the toast, right? Is he still doing that? He kind of he does, but honestly, that is one of the hardest working men I have ever met because he is the Toastman, but he also works full-time for us during the day doing sales and corporate sponsorships and stuff. And then whenever our season starts, he is in that office until 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning gathering stats from the game preparing what he's going to talk to these guys the next day. And so he does a little bit in-game. He keeps notes, but majority of it happens after the game. Okay, so he keeps his book after the fact. But it's good to see that um, that's almost a lost art that people maybe not keeping their own book. So maybe baseball bingo will open up a whole new world for these younger kids once they get a little older. Maybe they'll want to keep their own book. You'll have, of course, I'm sure, uh, if you don't already, Dirty Birds branded baseball books. If that's an if that's a new idea, I want a piece of that. That's a good idea, and I'll have to keep that in mind. But we don't have those yet. Okay, just I'm throwing stuff out there. That's what I did last year. You know, I, I threw <laughs> that's out, a good idea. Yeah, I threw out a lot of ideas. I don't know if any of them got used, but I kept throwing out ideas all season long last year. So. You've got the home opener, as we mentioned, May 9th with a 6:35 first pitch at GoMart Ballpark. And you've got some other things that are happening. I think this is going to be really exciting for maybe some of those old-time fans, maybe, or at least uh, some fans who go back a little bit. Thursday, the Charlies will make their 2023 debut. Uh, the team's going to wear Charlies jerseys. How special is that already leading up to the actual day, which isn't even here yet? Yeah, so we've been playing as the Charlies since 2021. Um, we take a Thursday. Thursdays is our primary days that we play as the Charlies, and we take those just to appreciate the history of baseball in Charleston, and especially because so many fans love love that name and they love that logo. Um, so we take five. We're taking five Thursdays this year to play as the Charleston Charlies, and. Everything is rebranded. All of our uh, marketing tools for the day and all of our on-field promotions and our PA announcements all identify as the Charleston Charlies for the night. The guys wear especially jerseys and hats. Um, so it's really fun. And they're, everyone is always decked out in their Charlies gear on Thursdays. And it's also Dollar Beer Night on Thursday. So the Charlies will be making their 2023 debut, but it's also Dollar Beer Night. And we're expecting a really big crowd to cheer for the hometown team. That's what we tell everyone. We are Charleston's hometown team. That's awful convenient that those marketing um, marketing points all converge right there. That's awful convenient. It is. <laughs> it's like you planned it that way. I know. I don't know who would have thought of that. How big of a deal is that, though? I mean, it's not just a novelty. It's something that has a lot of meaning to a lot of baseball fans that grew up with the Charleston Charlie. So even though you've done it for a couple of years, you know, how do you keep it special? And is just the fact that you're doing it every uh, every few, uh, you know, yeah, every so often keeps it special like that, maybe introduces some kids and some younger fans to the Charlies. Yeah, so we have, we're going to have this year a section that says it's our ballpark history. We'll have a TV that has slides that'll show everyone a little bit about what the ballpark has been about. But as far as the Charlies go, like you said, we've got young kids here who may not even know what the Charleston Charlies are. 
So for those nights, we have that ballpark history up and running on a TV near the press box. And then we also will have some certain in-game elements that will be on the video board with some pictures of old Charlie's players or just some fun interactive Charlie's games. We want to keep it special, and we know everyone loves the Charleston Charlies, and they love the name. So on the Charlies 2023 debut, they will experience a game like they are old-timey. We'll play some old-timey 70s music and just kind of make the whole whole vibe of throwback baseball day. So the Toastman's in charge of the playlist as well. <laughs> I don't let him have charge of the playlist, but <laughs> he might have a few songs to throw in and out. That is cold. <laughs> that was that is just cold right there. Sometimes he suggests things and it's just not my favorite, so I just tell him no. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Thanks, thanks, Rod. Thanks, Rod. That's <laughs> yeah, go over there. You know, hey, don't you have some toast to the to, to, to toast? Go over there. I bet fun I bet those are meetings are fun with just with him, with his extensive knowledge and passion and the fact that um, you know, he's still you know, every day puts everything into it. And then just with uh, so much youth and energy in the organization, uh, you have a diverse mix of old and new in this in this organization. We do, for sure. And Rod is one of the most knowledgeable men I know. And he works so hard for this organization and does, I can't put into words how much he does. People just don't see it that often. They see the toast man. But the amount of history that he has and the knowledge that he has of the game, I mean, he was one of the leaders in keeping baseball in Charleston. So he is a huge, huge asset to us. And we've got Jeremy Taylor as our general manager this year, who this will be his 20th season working for Charleston professional baseball. So we've got two guys like that who are at the, at the helm almost and who are doing incredible things for us. And it's only benefiting us and we're seeing so much growth and we're super excited about it. With me is Eden Douglas. She is uh, her full title, the manager of marketing, entertainment and media relations for the Charleston Dirty Birds. And after the home opener, uh, fans can look ahead to the first t-shirt giveaway. First 1000 fans on Friday, May 13th. Friday the 13th. Tell me you've got a Friday the 13th theme shirt. Tell me that. We do not. It's Dirty Bird themed. <laughs> it's a black t-shirt, but it's got our logo head on it with some coal themed in it and Dirty Birds baseball on it. And it's sponsored by Prevent Suicide West Virginia. So it's not Friday the 13th themed, but it's definitely pretty cool. And we know fans are going to love it. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that's fair. And then Saturday, Mega Blast Fireworks. And yes, the first Mega Blast fireworks of the 2023 season are going to be on Saturday. How many people just show up, maybe go boating that day conveniently to get ready for fireworks? How many do you see? I don't I don't know. I don't know if you can see it from the river. We're going to find out. I mean, you know, I was told these are Mega Blast fireworks, and I, I've heard they're Mega Blast fireworks. So you should be able to see them everywhere. Eden. I'm not putting you on the spot, but <laughs> you can yeah, see those well, from everywhere. Well, <laughs> Well, we want people at the ballpark to experience them because it's really, honestly, I've never seen a fireworks show like the ones we have. The Castabella fireworks are absolutely amazing, and they're some of the best I've ever seen. So we want people at the ballpark to see it and to experience it like we do because, again, it is one of the best fireworks shows I've ever seen. How would you how would you compare it to, for someone who maybe hasn't come up and just you know, hears us talking about, okay, it's Mega Blast, everyone's got a fancy name. 
how would you compare it or describe it to someone who maybe hasn't seen it yet and try to encourage them to come and see it? Get a ball game in, see the fireworks. Yeah, so the fireworks are launched in center field. So the way that our seating bowl is set up, it's honestly like you're they're right above you. You're looking right at them and they just it's about a fifteen minute show and we play some fun, entertaining music with them and then we get a little patriotic and then we get a little fun again and it's just really cool. I mean, our seating bowl is so wide widely wrapped around that stadium and it sits a little lower. So when those fireworks are set off in center field, I mean, it just feels like they're right in front of you. So it is, it's a really cool show and it's about 15, about 15 to 18 minutes long. Joining me on the program, the marketing director for the Dirty Birds, Eden Douglas. Okay. I'm going to challenge you here because I need to know, um, somebody's got to be over on the Canal River during the fireworks. Someone has got to be over. uh, I mean, I'm sure you can see him from Canal Boulevard, so you can see him on the river. Someone's got to, yeah, we need to, we need verification of that. Okay. I will put someone on it for sure. <laughs> I'm thinking if you're near Brook Street, you could see them. Maybe if you're, if you're down, you know, yeah, you're down by the boulevard or you're down. Yeah. I think you could see them. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about it. I mean, you might be able to from the river, but it's not the same as sitting in the stadium and them being right there at you. It's okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's absolutely fair to do that, but uh, the fireworks are coming up. That is on the 14th, the T-shirts on the 13th, and, of course, everybody needs to get there May 9th for the opener to see the Dirty Birds. I can't wait till we have actual baseball in Charleston to talk about again with the Dirty Birds. So I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah, me too. We're, we are so excited to have these guys back in town and for fans to have another fun summer of professional baseball. Eden, we'll do it again next week. Um, hopefully, there's some uh, some new things you haven't told me about that we can talk about next week. Um, I feel like you're I holding. I do. I'll have another announcement. So oh. get ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you are holding back on me. I am just a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll. Um, we'll talk off air. How's that? We'll talk off air. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm not telling you. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm not. Ha- that's not happening. You'll have to find out next week. Eden Douglas joining us, director of marketing. For the Charleston Dirty Birds, Eden, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.